Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I want us to deliberately clap for the choir. Amen. I've been a choir member before. In fact, the choir master. Yes. And um, I, I know what goes on in the choir. I, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, at a point, I became so rugged because there were these aunties. These are balagbas. I was a small boy. People that uh, the age gap between me and them would not be less than 15. They were not taking me seriously. I would just be talking like this. They would just start laughing at me. You know, it's very embarrassing. You are talking and for no reason somebody just starts laughing. You know. So I became very rugged with them. And many of them didn't like me. Amen. But as we moved on, everybody fell in line. I went back to God again and again and I prayed. These people are not respecting me, God. <laughs> Amen. We celebrate the grace of God upon your life. We appreciate your ministry. God bless you. Now, Merry Christmas, everybody. And um, I declare upon your lives that... In exactly one year from now, we will all be alive. And if you are still in town, you have not jackpot or you have not relocated from town, we will be back here to worship God together. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prophesied. Turn with me very quickly, as we don't have time this morning, to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 2, and we will take the reading from verse 1. We will read about four scriptures all together, and then I will begin to speak. That will help me to manage my time properly. Matthew chapter 2 from verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he? That is born king of the Jews, for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Now, you know the story. You know, Herod sought to kill the child. He asked the wise men uh, when they discover where he is, he, they should come tell him. So he could go worship him too, but his intention, you know, was to kill um, Jesus. Now let's go to Luke. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 from verse 6. Yes. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Talking about Joseph and Mary. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch 
over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Let's read on. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and good will towards men. Now let's jump to verse 24. Verse 24. And to offer sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the lost Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Finally, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Now if you read on, Jesus gave him the keys to the kingdom, and so on and so forth. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for this day. We are grateful for the sacrifice. Thank you for coming to our level. Thank you for coming into this corrupt world just because you needed to save us, just because you needed to bring salvation to us. Lord, we have come this day to mark that day, that day that you made your grand entry into this sinful world. We've come to, re to return worship and adoration to you because we are privileged to be called by your name because of your coming. Take all the glory. This morning, Lord, speak to us. Address issues in our hearts and reveal yourself to us afresh. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Can I hear now a louder amen? amen? Now, can I hear the loudest amen now? Amen. Hallelujah. Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? That is what we are talking about this morning. Now, the coming of Jesus, 
the birth of Jesus, the person of Jesus is so relevant, is so unique, is so, is something that got the attention of the whole world. Every single man alive today, today, as I'm speaking to you, knows that there is something that is happening in the Christendom. They know that there is all over the world, all of, even, even people that don't believe in Jesus celebrate this day. Alright? People that are not Christians, they sing Christmas songs. Alright? I know a lady that is a Muslim, a very, a conk Muslim, a very serious Muslim, if this lady begins to sing, her voice is angelic. She sings every Christmas song that, that, that you know of. But this is somebody that prays, how many times did I pray? Five times in a day, very committed Muslim. So, the birth of Jesus, or shall I say the passing of Jesus, is so significant that he cannot be ignored. His presence, his coming, and what he has come to do cannot be ignored. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that at a point in time, somebody very important made a grand entry into the universe and it is so important that nobody can ignore what he has done, who he is, and the kind of relevance, the kind of importance, the kind of power that, 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 that he carries that he possesses the kind of authority, the kind of finality with which this person, Jesus, does what he does. Nobody, nobody. See, don't be deceived. Even those that claim, that claim they don't know him, they know him. Those that, those that, those that claim they don't believe him, all right, deep down inside of them, they know that there is something, there is something different about this man. This, this, see, when you go to evangelize and, and, and they are harsh to you, don't, don't be discouraged. See, deep down inside of them, something is happening. They are thinking, who is this person that has so much power to save? Who is this person that just by his blood, I can be saved completely from sin, from Satan, and the power of the, who they are thinking inside of them. Jesus is so important. Hallelujah. So who is he? He is so important that his coming, his birth, was announced by God himself. We saw it in the Old Testament. We saw it in the prophets. We just read it in Isaiah chapter 9. During the Bible reading, the coming of Jesus, the person of Jesus, the life of Jesus was prophesied long before it became reality. Long before he came on earth in real life. And the day he was born, God began to give people specific encounters at the same time at different points in different places people received revelation of the of the birth of Jesus we read about the 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 wise men that saw his star now when we were in the village they made us understand that those wise men were three in fact there was a christmas song we used to sing that says the three wise men, you know, came and they gave him. But as, as we began to study the Bible for ourselves, we came to realize that the number was not mentioned. All right? So there were not three wise men. 
Um, in fact, if you do further study, further research, you see, those, those, those men, it, it, it was like a community of astrologers. It was like a community of astrologers. I believe strongly that there were, there were more than three, three people. Maybe it's because, you know, the gifts they gave him were three. They gave him, uh, what do you call it, Mark, frankincense, and uh, yes. So there were not three wise men, in case you still have that. But these were astrologers, men that could read the stars, men that could read the moon. God spoke to them in the language that they will understand. You see, when it comes to the matter of Jesus, God, God is down to earth. He speaks to you in that language that you will understand that he, he comes to, to your level. Are you understanding me? Now, God went to the astrologers in the language that they could understand. He spoke to them through the star. Alright? Now, that star there, Let me not stir some confusion. Leave it. But you see, you've heard messages like your star being covered. Your, every power that is covering your star. Your, mm -mm. That star there, all right, it is God choosing to speak to the astrologers in the language that they understand. All right? Just like a medical doctor now. If God wants to really get down to earth with a medical doctor, he speaks his word to that man, to that doctor, with terms and terminologies that he's familiar with. That God is, God is, is simple. He's simple. There is nothing complicated. See, the gospel of Jesus will be a waste if it cannot be understood. See, that is why God comes down to earth. If God, now, now, at the same time, where we read in the book of Luke, what story did we read there? The shepherd. Alright? Tending their flock by night. Who came to them? It was an angel. Now, those guys were Israelites. And from the beginning of scriptures, we have seen that God had consistently dealt with the Israelites through angels. So, the Israelites understood the ministry of angels. So when God wanted to speak to those shepherds, he came in the language of the angel. So they understood him. Now, there was a man called Simeon. Are you with me? Now, I, I, I am giving you this scenario so that you will know that when it comes to Jesus... God wants it to be as simple as possible. The least among us should understand the life of Jesus. So God speaks in the language that we understand. Now, there was a man called Simeon. The Bible says he was full of the spirit. Are you with me? When Jesus was born and he was being brought to the temple, it was by the spirit that he came to the temple. You don't understand what I'm saying? It, he was a man of the spirit. So God used the same spirit that he was full of to orchestrate his feet, to order his feet into the temple at the hour, at the time that Jesus was being presented in the temple. Why am I saying this? 
God will always communicate the life of Jesus to us in the language that we do what? That we understand. When it comes to a teacher, he speaks to a teacher in the language he or she understands. When it comes to an engineer, I'm telling you, this, this, these passages we have read this morning, engineers will find mathematics there. Engineers will find some theories there. And, you know, Jesus is so important. When, when a subject is so important, or a topic is so important, you see a lecturer going extra mile. All right? To bring, you know, life stories, life experiences. He wants to be down to earth. He can do practicals. He can just to make you see. When we were in school, there was this course that was difficult for me. And it was called structural geology. Structural geology. Now, I eventually ended up the best in that course. Not because I knew it. But because a lecturer came. That changed my perspective. They will be talking about all those their things, fault lines, dikes, folds, you know, all those structures. It was difficult, very difficult for me. But a lecturer just came one day and he began to speak, sir. In simple terms, he will take a paper. He will say, you see, this is a fold. Then he will fold it. He will say, this is, this is how it is. This is what happens. Now, when there is a converging force, you are likely to have a fold. When there is force that pulls apart, you are likely to have a fold. And he was using paper, sir. Using paper. Using paper. He will tell you, this is strike. This is uh, deep. This, using paper. I wrote that exam and I became the best in the class because a lecturer showed up. When God wants to communicate Jesus, he speaks in your language. So even people that don't understand English, he has a way of communicating it to them. The deaf and the dumb, he has a way of communicating Jesus to them. That is how important this personality is. That is how serious this man, Jesus, is. But you know one thing that worried me? In the whole of the scriptures, it's not my point this morning, but I just want to mention it. There was a king in the land when Jesus was born. There was a king in the land, right? Who was the king? King Herod. A king was seated... And God was moving from one place to another. Telling them about this important event. This important personality. But the king was left out. And you see, the reason why he was left out was not because God was not interested in telling him. It was because of his heart. Many times the problem we have with our relationship with Jesus is our heart. God knew that his heart was not a good heart. He knew that deep down inside Herod, if he knew where Jesus was, he would have even killed him before the arrival of the wise men, before the arrival of the shepherds. May God not leave you, leave you out. Now, may God not pass you over. But you see, it's a function of your heart. Just as we are gathered here, People are receiving encounters. People are hearing God. God is going from place to place speaking to individuals. 
because of their hearts. But you can be in church for 10 years and God does not look in your direction because of your heart. This day, this day, this Christmas day, you must make up your mind that my heart with Jesus must be correct. I must reconcile my life back to Jesus. I must become like Jesus. I must love him. My singular purpose on earth must be to worship him. Must be to worship him. If you are here this morning and you are not yet a worshiper of Jesus, something is yet wrong with you. And being a worshiper of Jesus, I'm not talking about singing a song slowly. Worshiping Jesus is beyond our Father in heaven. That is not worship. It's a kind of worship, but that's not the actual worship. The actual worship is your life becoming a sacrifice. Are you with me? Becoming a sacrifice that is offered, offered, so that when God looks down, he can smell sweet aroma from your life. Whenever God looks at you, he's pleased, he's happy. Whenever God looks at you, there is joy in his heart. He's proud that he has a son, he has a daughter that is a worshiper indeed. No matter how well you sing, if your life is not a sacrificed life on the altar, your song is vanity. Your song is in vain. If you like, be if you like, if you like, be the highest giver of offering in church until your life become his worship. There's a song singer that, 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 that sang something like that. I'm trying to remember him. Don't sing. I think Don't sing sang something like that. I am your worship. Something like that. Can we sing it briefly? Yes. This living sacrifice, I am your worship. Accept this living sacrifice, I am your worship. Sing it one more time. Receive this living sacrifice. I am your worship. Accept. Accept this living sacrifice. I am your worship. You can't sing for him and your life is not like him. You can't sing for him and your life does not resemble him. What makes you acceptable to the Lord a living sacrifice is when you present your life to him. Christmas will be meaningless until your life becomes a sacrifice. That is the worship that God eats. He doesn't eat Amala. What God, God doesn't spend money. What God spends is your life. If God succeeds in spending your life, then your money will be for him. Your substance will be for him. When the wise men came, they came to worship, but one of their acts of worship is to offer gifts. The reason why God still struggles with you for your substance, for your money, for your time, is because you are not yet a worshiper. Any man that worships, worships God with everything that he possesses. Hallelujah. 
God brought Jesus here on earth. He came down to be born of a mortal man. He came down and chose to be a man. And also at the same time, God. And Jesus at the point had to ask his disciples. You have followed me for years. You have followed me for a long time. Let me ask you. Who do men say that what? That I am. Who do men? I the son of man. Now, now, you see, I'm even surprised that all of them could not answer that question. Because the answer was in the question. I don't know if you understand. You know, sometimes when lecturers give you, sometimes they'll give you a question, the answer is there. If you're intelligent enough, the answer is right there. He said, who do men say? I, the what? The son of man. The person that got the answer correctly only added something extra to that son of man. What did he say? Thou art the Christ. That was the only thing that Peter added. The other answer, the son of man, the son of the living God was there. Who do men say that I am? And they say, some say you are Elias. Some says you are Jeremiah. Some said you are one of the prophets. You know, Jesus now asks you, who do you say that I am? God wants to get personal with you. You see, there are three layers of conversation there. Maybe you didn't notice. Because after that point, he also spoke to Peter. After Peter gave the response. Now listen, Jesus began with, who do men, men, say that I am? He now came back, you, who do you say? You are the one that has a relationship with me. Who do you say that I am? When Peter now gave an answer, Jesus now faced him. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You are Petros. You are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. From men to you to him. If Jesus has not made meaning to you at your personal level, make sure you start that journey today. What God is not looking for us, God is looking for you. God is looking for me. God is looking for him. God is looking for her. He is not looking for us. When there is a you, and there is a me, and there is a he, and there is a her, and we all congregate together. That is when we are useful to heaven. Pastor Samson was preaching during the, the, the carol. And he was talking about generation 42. And he was talking about the children of Jesus. The children of Jesus. The children of Jesus. Let it be that when children gather, there is no gossiper among them. Let it be that when children gather, there is no abortionist among them. The only way that can happen, brother, is if you encounter him, and you encounter him, and she encounters him, and I encounter him, and we all congregate together. We carry his fire individually, and then we come together as a church. It becomes a conference of fire. We call it fire conference. 
Join us today because Jesus is born. He, he was born to give birth to children. To bring many sons unto glory. May you not be missing. Because, 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 because I have decided to follow Jesus. See, I have seen things in my little life. There is nothing that is as sweet as Jesus. Times when there is turbulence. Times where, when I am under pressure, there is still this inner peace. This inner peace. I never lose it. I never get destroyed. Times when the devil seems to have cornered me and has pushed me to the wall. And it appears as if that is the end of it. Then suddenly, there is a revelation. Because he that has come, has come to give light to them that sit in darkness. May you find that light today. May that light locate your life today. May that light brighten your life today. In the name of Jesus. Thou art the Christ. The, the anointing. The anointed one and his anointing. Thou art the Messiah. The liberator. The one that came to save. The one that came to deliver. The one that came to lift from the dunghill. The one that came to lift from the dungeon. The one that came to break us out of the prison of death. That is Jesus. As soon as Jesus, Peter had that personal revelation, Jesus said, unto you, I give the keys of the kingdom. He now said, whatsoever you you bind on it. Is that, is, that what, is that what it says? I want, to, I want the exact word. Whatsoever you bind on it will be bound in heaven. So you now wonder how Peter got out of prison when he was arrested. When they were going to kill him. You can't kill a man that has the keys of the kingdom. A man that has the keys, the buttons of heaven. How do you lock that man up in the prison? It is not possible. You cannot lock a man that carries the keys of the kingdom in a prison. He will come out because this key of the kingdom is the master key. It opens every door. Spiritual door. Physical door. Financial door. Biological door. Door to your health. Door to your prosperity. This key opens it. That was why they couldn't lock Peter. You can't lock a man in prison that has the key. They may think they have cornered you in your office. Engage your key. There's a key in your hand. Nobody can corner you. And then this one, we have gotten him. We will finish him today. It's a lie. There's a key. There's a key. And that key came on the platform of the revelation of the person of who? Of Jesus. A revelation of the person of Jesus. I ask you this morning, sir, who is Jesus to you? I ask you this morning, ma, who is Jesus to you? Whoever he is to you is the him that you will experience. The part of him that you know is the part of him that you see, that you manifest, that you express. Are you sick this morning in the house? Who is Jesus to you? Is he your healer? Are you troubled this morning in the house? Who is Jesus to you? Is it your comfort? Are you down this morning in the house? Who is Jesus to you? Is he the glory and the lifter up of your head? Who is Jesus to you? 
We have a savior. We have a savior. We have a master. We have a master. One that is not unaware of what we go through because he is our high priest. Because whatever we have gone through, whatever we are going through, Jesus has gone ahead. He has bought the pain. He has carried our sorrows. Hey! The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And he was addressed as the prince of when the angel came he said glory to God in the highest peace to men on earth goodwill to men on earth who 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 is Jesus who is Jesus to you it is Christmas day catch a revelation a revelation of Jesus let him become real to you I can tell you something you can touch him or you can touch Jesus. You can touch Jesus. I want you to decide this morning. Jesus, even if you do not touch me, I must touch you today. You can experience him. You can carry him. You can feel him. He can be your friend. Can you rise on your feet? Declare, who is Jesus to you? Just declare, is he your savior? Declare it. Is he your healer? Declare it. Is he your provider? Declare it. Is he your lifter? Declare it. Who is this Jesus? Akuna, Open your mouth. Lift up your voice. Who is Jesus to you? Alanda Bakonia. Embrekonia Baratusia. Elatosia Barada. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Lift up your voice and talk to God. Are you sick this morning? Jesus is your healer. Are you troubled this morning? Jesus is your comforter. Are you down this morning? Jesus is the lifter of your head. Are you in shame this morning? Jesus is your glory. Are you discouraged this morning? Jesus is your encouragement. Pray. Declare unto yourself. Jesus, this is who you are to me. We have two more, five more minutes. I'd like you to pray. I'd like you to talk to God. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus? I want you to know that long-standing problems are rolling away. I want you to know that issues that have bedeviled your life over the years, they are rolling away. Nothing can stop you anymore because the comforter has come. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can we sing Jesus, Jesus, Jesus? Yanda Rabashanda, Yarabashanda Lava, Yandra Labashinia, Yarabaconia, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Everybody, Arabashanda Labasudia, Yandra Labashinia, Yarabakanda, He is Jesus, He is the Savior, He is Jesus, He is the Lord, He is Jesus, He is your deliverer, He is Jesus, He is your blessing. That is Jesus, Arabakanda, Arabashanda by Jesus, 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 Jesus. Sing it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sing it more seriously now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can we make it a bit faster? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
make it a bit faster, a bit faster. Oh yes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is in the house. Jesus, Jesus, He's no longer a baby. Jesus, He's the Lord of all. He's the Lord of all.
Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You backslided. You were following Jesus, but you backslided. Or your fire has gone down. Your fervency has gone down. Your commitment to God has, has gone down. And you want to make it back. You want a rededication. You want a renewal. You want your spirit to be rejuvenated again. Can you put up your hand as I pray for you now? This is the day. This is that day. Every backslider must come back. Every sheep that has gone astray must come back to the fold. Anybody, anybody, anybody. Can I see your hand? If, you, if your hand is up, can you put it up above your head so that I can see you clearly? Yes, yes, yes. Say this after me. Dear Lord, I come back to you. I am yours now forevermore. My life is yours. Increase your grace upon my life and help me to serve you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now everybody lift up your hands. This day, this day, this day, by the abundance of the grace of God in what Jesus came to do, by the abundance of the mercy of God in the coming of Jesus, your Christmas gift is divinely delivered into your hands, into your hands, into your family, into your ministry, into your career, into your business, in the name of Jesus. This day marks the beginning of new things. And as it is still our month of laughter, your laughter shall begin from now. The one you have experienced shall be nothing compared to what you shall begin to experience from today. From today. In the name of Jesus. Give God praise and glory.